When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome into the Mason Brew Pick'em Podcast brought to you by Mason Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I am Luke Giardi, joined as always by Vaughn Lozon and Scotty White as we head into the final week already of the college football regular season. It goes to too fast each and every year, but man, do we got a tight race coming down the stretch here on the Pick'em Podcast. Vaughn had a nice big week last week. He went 6-2, and two, and he was looking to get back to even with me, but as the great Lee Corso says, not so fast, my friend. I went 7-1 and one to keep that lead on Scotty, extended by a game, Scott, or on Vaughn, excuse me, Scotty. He went 4-4 four and four last week, so he's got some uh, ground to make up here in the final week of the regular season. Season standing sit as... Uh, I am 57, 38, and 1. Vaughn, 55, 40, and 1. Scotty is 50, 45, and 1. So the stage is set, boys. What's going on? Yeah, the stage is certainly set. And uh, for those of you who listen to all of our Maze and Brew podcasts, first of all, I greatly appreciate all of you. Secondly, you've probably noticed that Luke's uh, connection is a little better today than it was for the Brewcast in which... Uh, I impromptu hopped in on the podcast while I was in my it's car. It's because we don't do video on this one. It's just straight audio. That's that's Did, my cup of tea, you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> so that was a good time earlier in the week. Um, also a good time. My six and two record last week. Um, but you had seven and one, so you you had just the slight edge on me. Um, hoping to get back this week. Uh, Scotty, on the other hand, he's going to need all of us to pretty much go winless 
and uh, run the table here to have any hope of a regular season championship, much like our Michigan Wolverines this weekend in Ann Arbor. So, Scotty, how are you doing, brother? How are you feeling? I just I don't know what like I haven't had a really bad week. I haven't had a really good week. Um, and like, I would be, I'm honestly pretty happy with 15 45, but I mean, here I am sitting in last place. So I think it, I think it speaks about our talents as, um, for our pickums. like we're all doing pretty well, all above 500. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, this is the last week of the regular season. So, I mean, this has got to be the week where I either break through and have a great week or where I have a terrible week. So I, I expect that I say this every week, but I really expect that this is actually the week that that happens. So we will once again pick eight games against the spread and odds uh, brought to you via DraftKings Sportsbook. We're going to start down south, SEC country. It's Egg Bowl season. Number nine, Ole Miss visits Mississippi State, who is unranked. However, however, the Bulldogs, two-point favorites over the fighting lane. Kiffins, Vaughn, I'm going to start with you. Man, I kind of want to go with... Ole Miss just one more time just because they've been all reliable for me this year, but I'm actually going to go with Mississippi state just for the simple kind of, kind of the thing that you had last week with Clemson, like, like Vegas knows something that we don't, there's gotta be some sort of analytical statistical approach that they're taking to this one. So as much as I would love to take Ole Miss, just because I've been riding them kind of all year along with Georgia. I'm going to take Mississippi State to cover the two-point spread at home. Scotty, how about you, my man? I'm going to go with uh, with Ole Miss, actually. Um, I do think that Ole Miss um, is just a much better team than Mississippi State this year. Um, I'm hoping that we don't have any celebrations of guys urinating in the end zone like happened uh, a couple of years ago um, to derail anything, but um, and also, I mean, I'm five games back of Bond, so I guess I've got to pick some opposites <laughs> here. Um, but yeah, I, I, I am confident um, in Ole Miss. I think they're a good team. Um, they got a chance at a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, so that's on the line this weekend. So I expect them to bring their A game. Uh, so I'll go with the Rebels to cover. Yeah, I like Ole Miss as well here. I, I love Lane Kiffin and his Rebels catching points on the road, and, and they're getting healthier uh, as the season goes on. You know, Matt Corral, he's got a few of his horses. Uh, looks like the full receiving core is going to be back in action. You know, they've gone through some ups and downs with injuries on this team, and uh, I think Ole Miss goes in and, and pulls off, you know, uh, according to Vegas, the upset, though according to the college football playoff rankings, not much of an upset. i got to give Mike Leach a lot of credit, though, man. What a year he's having the the Bulldogs turnaround has been fantastic they've been great only in their last five games their only loss came on the road to Arkansas by three points but you look at Ole Miss too you know 14 win over 14 point win over Vandy a 10 point win over Texas A&M they whooped up on Liberty a little bit Uh, they had the one letdown game against Auburn but Ole Miss playing some good football here this year Give me the Rebels on the road catching points as we head to the Big Ten. Number 16, Iowa. They are one-point favorites as they head into Nebraska, Scotty. I mean, it's Nebraska. They lose every game by one possession. Nothing's going to change this week. Um, Nebraska's 3-8 and eight right now. Um, Iowa's obviously not as – I mean, I think they got up to, what, number two in the AP poll at one point. Um, so they're obviously not that good, but – I just, after watching Nebraska every week, I mean, last year or last week, me and Bob were talking about it. We thought that last week was the 
the week that they would lose by more than one possession, um, but they just seem to like losing by one possession every week. And I think it's going to happen again. Um, so I've got uh, Iowa covering this one. Ooh, which side are you on Vaughn? Yeah, I uh, I'm going to go with Iowa as well, simply for the fact that Nebraska is going to be without their starting quarterback. I believe, I think that's the report that I was reading earlier today. So if that's the case, even if it wasn't the case, I would pick Iowa, but I'm pretty confident that Iowa will be able to edge out a win only one point. So even if it's just by a safety, a field goal, even that's a cover. Uh, so I'm going to take Iowa. Uh, this it, should, it, it feels like one of those games that it should be easier than what it'll probably end up being. This is probably going to end up just because of my explanation here. Nebraska is going to blow them out. So uh, with all that said, I'm going to take the Hawkeyes and and pray to God that they uh, pull out the win here. Yeah, if Adrian Martinez was playing, I would be on the Nebraska side of this game. But since he's not uh, surgery, I believe today he had, uh, I'm going to take the Hawkeyes here minus one as well. You know, what a heck of a start to the year Iowa had. But ultimately, uh, it's been a bit of a rough stretch. Three wins in a row against uh, three not very good teams by not hefty margins. I don't have a lot of faith in the Hawkeyes down the stretch. But an Iowa win and a Wisconsin loss, which we'll get to later, means Iowa would be headed to Indy. So that is an interesting storyline to look out for. They've got a lot to play for Saturday down in Lincoln. Into SEC slash ACC country, we've got Florida. Three-point favorites as they head to Florida State. Florida new head coach Dan Mullen got fired earlier this week. Uh, Mike Norvell and the Seminoles have kind of got things turned around. I believe they are uh, headed to a bowl game. Uh, here this year, I believe. No, five and six. They need this one uh, to get the, that sixth bowl win. Both teams need a win to get to a bowl here this year at both five and six. So, Scotty, what do you think is going to happen in this one? Yeah, if you had told me that this line would be the way that it was um, about, <clears throat> well, right after Florida played Alabama, I would have definitely taken Florida. Um, but Florida has definitely fallen off a little bit. Um, going on the road, I think Florida State's improving as the year goes on. Um, and so I like Florida State's cup of this one. How about you, Vaughn? Yeah, give me the Seminoles. I think they're going to get the bowl eligibility with this one. They're home dogs. Florida is just in the gutter at this point. Just fired Dan Mullen, got rid of their coordinator, offensive coordinator, I believe, the week or two before that. So their program is just in shambles right now. So with all of the... I, I guess the lack of momentum for Florida and, and this being a home game for uh, the Seminoles, I'm going to take them to cover and to win just outright. I'm going to go the other way on this one. I'm going to take Florida because they got rid of Dan Mullen. Sounds like he lost the locker room. I think the players are going to have a lot to play for. They're going to play with some pride for an interim coach. Uh, we see this in the NFL quite a bit. Teams are incredible uh, the week after their head coach gets fired midseason. I'd imagine it's going to be the same way in college football. Give me the Gators going to be playing with a lot of pride against a rival and playing for a new man with some new energy coming out of the locker room, and they're just a more talented team than Florida State. They're going to put it together and cover the three here this week. Penn State's two-point favorites, kind of surprisingly, as they head to Michigan State coming off a, an absolute boat racing at the hands of Ohio State last week. This is an interesting spread here in Spartan Stadium, Vaughn. Yeah, this is a really weird one. I can't believe that they are still underdogs at home against Penn State, who 
I mean, let's be real. They, they've been solid against uh, the higher competition that they played. They played Michigan tough, obviously played Ohio State tough, but they've dropped a couple weird ones. That Illinois game is obviously the one that sticks out to me. Sean Clifford is expected to return against Michigan State, but I don't think that he's still 100% healthy. This seems like one of those games that a senior quarterback in his final game in college is just going to give it a shot just because he loves his team, wants to be out there with his boys, probably doesn't have a future in the NFL as of right now. The outlook, it just isn't there. He's not on draft boards right now. So I'm going to take Michigan State just because that seems to be the easy pick. Uh, I think they rebound nicely, get a good win to finish the year, and they're at home. That always helps as well. So give me the Spartans. What say you, Scotty? Yeah, I'm going to go with Michigan State too. Um, I mean, yeah, they just got – that was embarrassing last week. Um, Every time I was checking my phone, it was another touchdown for Ohio State, and they're about to score again. Um, They want to get that taste out of their mouth. It's home game, senior day. Um, And also Michigan State just plays – in the past few years, they've just played Penn State well, even when Penn State's having a good year. seems like Michigan State always plays them tough. Um, I like Michigan State at home to cover the spread. Yeah, I love Michigan State catching two at home here this week, probably looking at the money line. Uh, at the end of the day, it's a couple of coaches that really don't have a lot to play for, uh, both signing monster extensions. Uh, Michigan State, you understand the Penn State one, uh, somewhat questionable. Uh, with James Franklin, given the season Penn State has had here. But uh, I think that, y- you know, I y- you look at these two coaches, I think it's a little more authentic with Mel Tucker than it is uh, for James Franklin. I don't expect him to, you know, be putting the best foot forward, to be quite honest with you here. I think Michigan State's got more to play for. Still in line for a New Year's, New Year's Six Bowl. I like Michigan State catching two at home keeping it in the big 10 kind of an underrated rivalry here you know thanksgiving weekend is all about the egg bowl uh it's all about you know the apple cup oklahoma oklahoma state obviously michigan ohio state some great rivalries around the country wisconsin minnesota i feel goes under the radar a little bit wisconsin played some really good football by the way seven point win against nebraska last week they're ranked number 14 in the country seven point favorites as they had to take on the fighting flex up in minnesota scotty what did you what which side do you like my friend i'm gonna go with the badgers they're playing great right now um really after michigan went into camp randall and gave it to them they've been they've been playing good football um Looks like they'll be – I think they're going to win this game, so they'll be rep- representing the Big Ten West in Indianapolis uh, next weekend. Um, but Minnesota, yeah, like they're also playing – like I didn't even realize how good of a season that they were having. Um, they're a solid team. Um, but, yeah, that should be a good rivalry game. Um, but in the end, I think Wisconsin's going to pull away late and cover that minus seven. Vaughn. Um, so with the Badgers here. Vaughn, who do you like, my friend? Yeah, I'm actually going to go with the other side. I'm going to pick Minnesota here to cover. I don't think they end up winning, but uh, I think they are going to be able to keep it close. Wisconsin's, like Scotty had mentioned, uh, have been playing some really good football recently, but Minnesota has been as well. Their defense is among the better in the Big Ten statistically, and I know that Wisconsin's got a great rushing attack now. Uh, that now that they've got stuff figured out, but I think Minnesota is going to be able to kind of contain that just a little bit more than some of these other schools that Wisconsin has played recently. Uh, Northwestern being the one that uh, just got gashed on the ground uh, time after time. So I'm going to pick Minnesota. I think they're going to keep it close, but I think Wisconsin still wins. 
The emergence of 17-year-old Braylon Allen, the true freshman out of Fond du Lac. He's gone for over a little over 1,000 yards of 12 touchdowns, 7.6 yards of carry. He's going to run all over Minnesota here this week. Wisconsin playing incredible football. They've been boat racing teams outside of Nebraska last week because, as Scotty mentioned earlier in the show, all Nebraska does is lose games by one possession, you know. So, so I'm just going to throw that one to the wayside a little bit. Take a look at the other results and Wisconsin is boat racing teams. They're going to do the same to the fight and flex. Wisconsin minus the seven monster monster matchup in the Big Twelve. And who knows, guys? We don't know if we're going to be able to see this one, you know, moving forward. Oklahoma going to be moving to the SEC. Oklahoma State staying in the Big Twelve. And the Cowboys catching four and a half at home over the Sooners. Vaughn, who do you like? It's like your NFL team. I'm picking the Cowboys, buddy. Oklahoma State. (laughs) Yeah, minus four and a half. Look, I mean, it's weird to say this, but a Big 12 team is winning all of these games because of their defense. And that's what Oklahoma State's been doing this year. They've been playing lights out defensively the way that they've played from week one until now, it's been just dead consistent. Oklahoma's kind of been all over the place. Caleb Williams hasn't really looked himself the last few games after that Baylor loss. That one uh, was was really tough for them. And I think this one's going to be even tougher uh, at Oklahoma State. So give me the points. I'm taking Oklahoma State to cover this one big time. Scotty, how do you feel about it, my man? I like Oklahoma State, too. Same reasons as Vaughn said. They play good defense, which is very rare to see in the Big 12. And I just haven't been impressed with Oklahoma. Um, I think, like, just like the just like the committee, uh, I mean, Oklahoma was undefeated when the first college football playoff rankings came out, and they had them back at, I think it was number eight. Um, they just haven't really looked that impressive. Um, Kansas gave them a scare. Obviously, Kansas is a not good football team. Um, Oklahoma State at home, um, good defense. I like them to, to stifle that Oklahoma offense and cover the four and a half. Yeah, at the end of the day, man, you look at it, and Caleb Williams kind of set the world on fire, but he did it against some bad defenses. Obviously, Texas, you know, Texas Tech, Kansas. Look at last week. In a 28-21 win, Caleb Williams went 8 of 18 for 87 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Even Spencer Rattler came in and threw a pass for nine yards. They ran for 209 yards, and Iowa State, you know, turned it over more than a few times. It's a sloppy game. This Oklahoma State defense is even better than Iowa State's, man. Give me the Cowboys here. I love what Mike Gundy, Mike Gundy is doing uh, down in Bedlam, and the fact that it's in Bedlam is going to make it, uh, you know, pretty pretty tough. Stillwater is, is a tough place to play, obviously. So I like the Cowboys here, boys. Uh, we're all on them, minus the four and a half, which is, you say, if you'd have said that at the beginning of the year, people would have thought you were crazy, you know? Uh, this spread on the next game as we head in SEC country. We're going to hit the Iron Bowl. This one makes a little more sense. People would have believed you that uh, Alabama was 19.5-point favorites visiting Auburn. Scotty, which side do you like? I'm going to go with Auburn here. Um, I mean, Alabama's obviously a great team, um, but they haven't looked like the normal quite quite on that level as the Alabamas we've seen in the past. Um, and this is the Iron Bowl. Auburn's at home. You know, it's one of the best rivalries in college football. Um, not as good as the Michigan Ohio state rivalry, but it's still up there. Um, but I think that Auburn, they're going to have a chip on their shoulder in this game. They're not going to let it get that out of hand. I'm going to go with Auburn to cover this one. How about you, Vaughn? I agree. I'm taking Auburn. I think 19 and a half is way too much, uh, with the way that Alabama's kind of been playing recently, had a really close game at LSU. 
haven't really looked the same since their loss. Uh, I believe that was about a month ago at this point. They've been playing some up and down football. So I think with with it being the Iron Bowl, this game's usually pretty tight. I just don't see 19 and a half being covered by Alabama this week. So uh, War Eagle, baby. War Eagle. Three losses in a row for Auburn. No Bo Nicks. Alabama's trying to keep the college football playoff hopes alive. I think this one gets pretty ugly, boys. I'm taking Alabama minus a 19 and a half. It's under three touchdowns. That was going to be my number. I was going to consider it if it was over 21 points, but at 19 and a half, I'm going to jump all over the Crimson Tide because things are just not going Albert's way right now, and it's going to be a tough end uh, to the season for them. And finally, the big game in Ann Arbor, the Big Ten East title is on the line. Number two, Ohio State. Catching eight, traveling to number five, Michigan. Vaughn, where are you going, friend? Until I see it, I just don't believe it. So I'm just going to take Ohio State minus eight at this point. I could see the line kind of going up a little more as uh, the week kind of goes on here. We're recording on this uh, Wednesday evening right before Thanksgiving. So I could see it kind of creeping up just a little bit more, maybe get to that nine point area. Uh, I would probably still take Ohio state, even if it were nine points, statistically speaking, I think Michigan does match up as well as any team that Ohio state has played, um, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But Ohio state's offense is just so high octane. This is an offense unlike any other really in the country. I think it, is statistically speaking, number one overall uh, across America. And just the eye test kind of proves that with all the guys that they got in the receiver core. They've got an amazing true freshman running back in Trevion Henderson. C.J. Stroud's a Heisman candidate. I just am going to take Ohio State. And, uh, you know, th- this, <laughs> this is one of those emotional hedge bets, but this is one of those emotional hedge bets that I actually believe will more than likely happen. So, unfortunately, I'm going to take the Buckeyes and cross my fingers and pray to the football gods that I am wrong. Scotty, where are you at on this one? Unfortunately, I'm I'm in, a, I'm in agreement with Vaughn, um, and I hope I'm wrong too. Uh, but like you said, Vaughn, I think Michigan is the best team that Ohio State is going to play in the regular season. Um, I mean, but – and when I was watching Ohio State against Oregon and um, – I don't remember if it was Tulsa or Tua. I think it was Tulsa that they played and kind of struggled with. I was really thinking, okay, this could maybe be the, Mich- the year that Michigan beats Ohio State. Um, but at this point, Ohio State has just looked so dominant. I mean, they against a team that beat Michigan last week, they're at 49-0 at halftime. I don't think it's going to be that bad, but I was expecting this line to be closer to minus 14 for Ohio State. Um, so when I saw that it was minus eight, I mean – you got to think Ohio State's going to cover that. Obviously, I hope I'm wrong, um, but I got to go with the Buckeyes to cover. Michigan's 9-2 and two against the spread here this year. Best team in the country. I think they cover it once again here, boys. I think we are in for a classic Saturday. Everything about this week feels just a little bit different. I'm not saying Michigan goes out and wins. But I think this is going to go the full four quarters. I don't think Ohio State's going to boat race them, you know, like we've seen in years past. 
Could be wrong on that one. You know, could could turn out like what Ohio State did to Michigan State last week. But I don't think that's going to happen here this week. Michigan's, you know, secondary has vastly improved. You've got the Reapers, a good defensive line that's playing some good football right now, and uh, uh, one of the best offensive lines in the country. I think Michigan does keep this close. I think they keep it within a touchdown, and I think they covered the eight points here this week. What a great eight games we are in store for for the final week of the college football regular season. Once again, standings, I am sitting at 57-38-1. Vaughn, two games behind at 55-40-1. Scotty at 50-45-1. So we will see where we stand next week as we head into conference championship week. Vaughn, before we go, I'll let you know, uh, or let you tell everyone where we can find you on social media, my man. Oh, yeah. Follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. Follow Maze and Brew. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. And uh, give us some five-star reviews. And if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel already, please do so. We greatly appreciate all your support. And uh, hope you guys all had a great Thanksgiving. And uh, loosen up the belt a little bit and have some uh, turkey leftovers for me, why don't you? Absolutely. Scotty, where can we find you, my man? Yeah, you guys can give me a follow on Twitter at ScottyWhite underscore um, this Saturday. I'm currently in my senior year at Michigan. Um, normally, I've been in the press conference for the home games uh, for the back half of the season, but I will be in the student section this weekend. Um, so maybe I'll have reception, but I'm definitely going to be trying to tweet during this game because it's probably the biggest Michigan game in my life. Um, but I can't wait to be in the big house this weekend. It's going to be an awesome atmosphere. Um, but yeah, you can give me a follow on Twitter. Uh, that's where I'm always at during the games. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We appreciate you listening to the podcast. If you could throw us a review and a good five-star rating, we'd really appreciate you there as well. For my partners, Von Lozon and Scotty White, I am Luke Giardi, and we'll see you next week on the Maze and Brew Pick'em Pod.